The Daily Talk Show, episode 602. It's Weekend Banter and we've got Cam, Cam Shan, Shan in the building. G'day guys, thanks all, for having me. All the way from Bendigo. Yeah, Mate, great, great to meet you. I feel like I know you. Yeah, me too. I've listened to so many episodes. It's it's weird to be here in person. Well, I watch your YouTube channels and um, your YouTube channels. I've had a few <laughs> channels, years. Multiple. All right, guys, it's uh, it's Friday when we're recording this. Yeah. Um, and you're on the beer. You're a big unit. I oh. like. It. I actually appreciate when people are like, "Oh, you guys are so much bigger than I thought." Mm-hmm. Mm. For yeah. some reason, it just it you look smaller. Me. You thought he was smaller on. Well, you never know. Mm-hmm. But you've only been listening to us instead of watching our videos, and us too. We've been watching your stuff, so it's nice to meet you in person. And and you're so a big unit, Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and you also do great content. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah I try to. Um, put in as much effort as I can each week, <laughs> no, <laughs> or a couple of weeks. So yeah, mate, you are you, uh, you, you've. Um, what I've appreciated, you've been pr- really consistent the last, what, six months, do you reckon? Yeah, last six months for sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you won uh, a road uh, award. So road do their road reel, is that what it's called? Yeah, my road reel um, every year. So it's I, – I don't think it's just in Australia. I think they say it is the biggest prize pool short film competition. It's mm-hmm. a, over a million dollars in prizes was this year um, wow. from sponsors. So it's not just road. It's like a huge – Huge resource, Black Magic Design, Australian company, um, heaps of other guys. Um, and yeah, I took out one of their major categories uh, in the, the short film competition. Congratulations. Um, Shit, yeah, dude. How yeah. good does it feel winning something? Oh, it's insane. And it's such a payoff. I think that video was over 30 hours, um, probably, yeah, almost 30, 40 hours of work. Uh, and I was just like, I was loving it. It was um, a three. So describe what the video was. Yeah. All right. Uh, so it was in the virtual reality category, so VR category. Um, I messaged, emailed them. I was like, does it have to be a 360 video or can I just like make something about virtual reality? And they're like, no, it needs to be like that bubble you put on a headset, mm-hmm. you you watch it. Um, and I was like, cool, I don't have one of those cameras. So I hit one of my mates that does like VFX works, borrowed one of his cameras, um, taught myself like editing it and um, mixing ambisonics audio, which is like that, like when you when you turn your head, mm-hmm. the, the audio follows you in that bubble. Yeah, um, so I was like, all right, I've got to like go all out like I do with I guess most of my, my video projects, trying to take it as good as possible. Um, um, and yeah, so I'd like cutting through this video. So it was a, a tour of my YouTube studio, uh, but to add the extra flair, uh, ends up with like three of me in the room having a conversation with myself talking about the the parts of the room. So, um, yeah, love it. Uh, the whole thing was like, it needs to be immersive and all of that. Um, and then I did the behind the scenes breakdown, which actually took out the major category, which, which I thought I had no shot, like no hope because it was like people are shooting on reds. Mm. Like this is like a, proper like category because it's it's like they've got proper dps that they bring in for their shoots these shoots are teams of like 10 20 like like mm. it's a it's a big um yeah, category we spoke about red cameras before and we said that red cameras <laughs> won't solve your business model mm-hmm. no. and it also won't win you the road competition well clearly it Cam will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i love it yeah. uh, so you're in melbourne you attended pause fest yes first time Yes, Sports Fest 2020. Came as a creator. I was mm-hmm. very, very lucky. And what, so, yeah, I'm, what is it? Because I did you speak at that or no? No, I um I've attended a few times before, um back in the day. It's been it sort of was trying to do the whole South by South by Southwest mm. in mm. Melbourne. Why did Why do you think South South by Southwest have just started calling it South by? Like it's just it, they've just dropped call, one of the West. Yeah, I think when you call. South by. You can do it. South by. Like Madonna. Two. It's like when you Madonna. say the first name, yeah. You yeah, don't say, yeah. like, if they're famous, you don't say mm-hmm. the last name. South by. We got lazy. Just, we yeah. don't say the two well, other like words. I say SF instead of San Francisco, which yeah, is a bit San, wanky. San Fran. And then you're just a not a non-local or mm-hmm. not yeah. cool in America because they don't call it San Fran. Correct. And so, Cam, mm. 
Mm. So pause. Yes. What's the deal? Um, did you want to know about the the ticket? Like, because I said creator. Oh yeah, like, yeah. What's that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. they have three levels of tickets. Um, creator, leader, explorer. I think I can't remember which one's like the top tier, but it it varies in price. And if you get in like really early, it's like half the price. So I went for eighty bucks, which was like oh, super cool because it's normally like twelve hundred. I think twelve hundred or more. Um, I think it was like fifteen hundred by the end of it. Um, if you're wanting the explorer one, you also got like access to workshops and like other things if you buy pay for the, the higher tier um, but the creator is like you've got to be a startup um, or, and you have to apply for it so my application was like I want to get into like more of this 360 like VR content creation mm. augmented reality um, and a lot of the talks and stuff were about that and some of the attendees were going to be um, you know mm. in that industry in that field so yeah I just like put up my little application and they shot back saying yeah you, you get it and I was like yeah, sick yeah, you're bucks. a winner you 80 bucks, that's awesome <laughs> so I was like yeah I'm going dude I, I don't I don't know if there's a market for people to spend 1500 bucks here in Australia for tickets. I couldn't that, afford it. Mm. I would never spend it. Yeah, I think it's like it's for those corporates or whatever who it's like you've yeah. got education yeah. budget. That makes sense. And you have a couple of grand a year to spend and it's like oh, I'm going to you know spend it on that. But the first thing yeah. to go when the economy shits itself is people dropping 1500 bucks for mm. a gronk in their team to go and spend three days yeah. off work. So what does it cost you at the end of it? 1500 bucks. Plus 200 bucks each day for salaries. Yeah. Um, but you think about like government agencies and stuff, dude, It's right? a 10 so grand it's, week yeah. <laughs> per staff member, yeah. but per there are, DMs. It's, I think that like they're, they're pricey because when I went to South by, uh, <laughs> South by Southwest. <laughs> yeah, um, no, it was- um, Is that in San Fran or yeah, no? No, no, it's in it's Austin. In <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, no, they- um, it was like twelve hundred bucks a ticket or whatever US. It was like super expensive, but I guess it's for a certain if from an industry point of view, mm. you know, it's for industry people. But I think mm. it's, it's great that Pause are obviously having the different sort of tiers so that other mm. people can go in. If well, our company's it, yeah. big enough and we're paying for our staff to go, mm. show me this video and just what do you mean that I'm sort of eating my words that I'm saying why would you ever spend. Because oh, yeah, I hope that, like, like future, it makes sense if, you, if your business yeah. is big and enough and yeah. we're putting our employees yeah. through to go to South by South, mm-hmm. we're paying for them. Mm-hmm. I hope they fucking well, enjoy it. If you're, if you're there right now, I hope you're enjoying it. Yeah, it's a networking opportunity. Like they pitch that like heavily, especially for those tiers. Mm-hmm. So for those tiers, if you're like an investor, um, if you buy like the top tier, whatever it is, you get access to the deck of like all the startups they're attending, what they do, who they are, what funding they're like mm. maybe chasing as well. Um, so when you apply as a creator ticket, like you can also like tick and say like, mm. I want to like try and get funding and I want to like do the pitch standups and all of that. Mm. Um, so the, the I guess the three days for people that haven't I guess, heard of Postgres before, um, they, they run, v- it's, it's pretty much, t- yeah, technology. They call it like mm-hmm. the technology, like South by Southwest of Australia. Um, so they run different, like, um, oh, I'd say seminars, but it's, like, it's just talks. Uh, people from, like, industry. So we had, like, Disney was there, Netflix was there. Yeah. Um, Google had, like, heaps of people and their Google team was there. Sony, like, it was just, like, big industry, like, players coming, um, either breaking down what they're planning to do um, for the next, like, couple of years in, like, the tech space yeah. um, or what they have been doing and like and also just like people talking about cool shit that they've done what is um what was the good takeaway like i think when you hear netflix and google people from there telling like you i could be disconnect i get a bit excited from that Uh but what are you hearing it is a buzz hey i was like i was expecting for those ones to be like oh i'm gonna take away something really good Mm -hmm. but i took more away from just the the random joe dude that i've never heard of before that was talking on a topic that i liked i think because they're a bit more open i guess like they're going to give away like 
they're not they're not hiding behind a corporate thing and it's also like it is polished but not as polished yeah. um they're just like really good talkers but um i i really like black magic designs stuff i guess i use their cinema camera for my youtube videos um and grant did his talk and he's uh, this he's the founder right yeah founder. he's yeah, great grant, grant, yeah, yeah. grant we want you on the show Dude, he's he's a cool guy. I got I said hi to him afterwards. I literally like everyone's in line. Um, this is I don't know how this will come across, but everyone's well, in line find out. trying to get something from him. I guess like uh-huh. that's the thing. Like afterwards, like you can go talk to the person, but they're like, "Hey, I want you to sponsor this," or "Hey, I oh, want yeah. like that type of thing." Not the place to ask somebody, to be honest. Yeah, I was event. Yeah, I was just like, I, I just they're walked up and trying to recruit their ticket cost. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the entry fee. Yeah. <laughs> they're paying just to get to talk to. You. Yeah. I just walked up. I was like, "Hey, dude, like, love what you're doing. Um, like your talk is really good. It was inspiring. Like hearing how you build your your business and stuff. Um, and like that was it. Just walked out. I was like, cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, I don't want anything from him. I yeah. just want to, like, say, like, good work. Because um, he covered, like, um, it was really good. He's talking about if you're starting a business and, like, the drive and passion you have to have behind what you're doing, um, not for money, and how how it will build. And one of his stories was that he he was at, a, like, a conference. They had, like, a six-by-six-meter, like, you know, little booth and, that, and all their tech. They were making capture cards back in the day. That's how they started. They found, like, a market that was, like, like really just crappy support for the the film industry, for indie filmmakers, smaller media houses. So they were like, oh, let's make capture cards. Um, and he was talking about, he's like showing off all their tech and he's got holes in his shoes. He's walking around and he's like sent like one of these employees to go buy him like new insoles because he's like running the money because he's like, I don't want greedy investors coming onto the business mm-hmm. and turning us into like a for-profit, like mm. we just want to like make money and change everything. Um, so his talk was really good because he was like talking about, you know, if you love the business and, and you want it to be mm. your passion project and like and do well, um, you know, get people in that are like in the industry as well yeah. and passionate about what you're trying to do. Don't just go in and get an investor that has like heaps of money and they're then going to try and skew it and, and change yeah. it. I think it's a hard piece of information to swallow in terms of you get inspired to do something because you love it and then you do it and then the reality sets in about having to make some kind of money. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then you want to buy new gear or buy, you know, buy this or that. And so then you can shift your focus to it being about money. But well, there I is, that- some, I, I get the sentiment mm. around doing something you love and yeah. then you, yeah. you be rewarded on the other side, mm. you know. And so I, I, I just find it is like a constant juggle of those two things because trying to make money and that being the pure goal is kind of serving a need of the individual, mm. not the how can I give you value and how is this about you, not just me, you know? Well, it also feels like, like I guess from that investor perspective, like there are going to be people who are passionate and have money, yeah. like yeah. who are yeah. willing to make that bet. Mm. And so I think that that's part of it too, is it's like just finding the right person and the right person isn't necessarily the one that's got the most amount of money. Mm. Mm. Yeah. What, how do you measure success with the, the stuff that you're doing at the moment? Say with YouTube and trying to grow that. Right. Um, yeah. Interesting one. I, it's hard to like not look at analytics, mm-hmm. I guess. Like that's the, like if you're a creator um, to like try and not look at, at that number. Um, I don't look at it as like a subscriber or likes number. I just look at, at the, the growth, I guess. Um, and retention rates. That's like, that's just my success. So at the moment it's like 30% growth each month. So it compounds. Um, so it's like, I guess like becoming quite a steeper like growth curve. Um, so that means like, all right, I'm doing something right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm doing okay with that. Um, but then on the, the bigger scale, it is like, I was talking to you beforehand, like 
building relationships with brands. Um, like, I don't know. It's, it's like some of my friends will throw around the term like shill. That it's like, oh, you're like, if like a lot of influencers are shills, they're like, oh, I'm going to push this thing for this company. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I'm very conscious of like not trying to get into bed with a brand that I don't believe in or mm-hmm. I don't like their stuff. Um, but I really respect like brands that work with people in the field to like allow them to build a following, but also serve a purpose, I guess, for, mm. for advertising their stuff. So, um, yeah, the more that I work and, 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 and build relationships with brands, that's how I, at the moment, um, am calling success. Uh, buying things secondhand, you're quite love good it. at. You're quite good at this. I love it. I'm a bargain. Uh, Oz bargain. Yeah, great. What's your what's your best purchase? What's your favourite when it goes on special or something? Um, so my best Oz uh, best buy I've actually done was Officeworks pricing error. Uh, it was a tablet. <laughs> yeah, it was like this is like when I was in uni, so like four or five years ago. Um, tablet was meant to be like one. Oh shit, they got the numbers the wrong way around. So it was like. Like two grand cheaper than it should have been, and they were like, they were like, oh, that's what this the thing says, so you get it. So I oh, got geez. it, used it for like three years, broke the screen, chucked it on eBay, made five hundred bucks on my initial <laughs> buy. That's so good. Oh, that's a I real love one. Flipping, <laughs> flipping stuff. So selling, I've got heaps of stuff I need to sell that that I've used. I want to sell it on. What's what do I like? What are the tips? Do I show use eBay, Facebook Marketplace? Um, yeah, eBay is good if you can get the free listings. So mm-hmm. like you can make a new account and they'll give you 10 free listings. Um, so that means they don't take their 10% cut. Are people going to sit like if I was to put a camera or something? It is. Yeah. Is it going to just like go in a few days or could it be on there for months? Do you put bidding on like, mm-hmm. or is that done? Yeah, it depends on your pricing. Um, you can do buy it now with a make an offer or you can do bidding with a make an offer. Um, so yeah, sometimes I'll just be like, chuck it on for the, um, Buy it now, put the making offer on there. The issue though is if you are doing the new account, try and get like some free listing um, stuff. Uh, you got no history. No history. And people mm-hmm. will be like, this is a scam. Mm-hmm. They're like zero, zero, you know, feedback. But what is feedback. the cost? Like if you're selling something yeah. decent, what's the cost anyway? Well, it's 10%, like I think, isn't it? 9%, 9-8%. Really? So if okay. you're like, I, dude, I was, so I was a DJ for a couple of years. Um, that was like my job what's, when I was- What was your name? DJ? Uh, DJ Shanders. Shanders. Like yeah, the voice. Oh, the guys still bring it up. <laughs> some of my friends. Did like, you, hit, you hit some clubs in Be- uh, Bendigo? Bendigo. Yeah, I was well, like, still have, some of the clubs. Yeah, you still well, have the decal on your car. That's why they call you that. <laughs> yeah, I had it on my car, my P plate Camry. I had a little like decal on the back. I was loving it. Um, CDs. Uh, oh, I think I did a couple mixtapes, but it was more so like it was SoundCloud. SoundCloud was a thing. Back what do you day. mean so you, you just played SoundCloud. SoundCloud at the venues? Oh, as in how I mixed it? Yeah, sorry, CD. Yeah, so CDs with CDJs. We had some couple of 1,000 Mark threes. Um so They took a USB. What did you say? 1,000 Mark threes. Was, what a 1,000 Mark threes. Oh, it's the yeah. type of yeah, CDJ, CDJ. Pioneer, um, Compact Disc Jockey. There's their model. Um, and then they went from having like you could do an SD card or a CD uh, to then like yeah. the 2,000 Nexuses or it, like the later yeah. line with USB. CDJ, uh, CDJ 1,000s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 1,000s. That was like, I didn't even own them, but. My mates were talking about and it. So it's you got the 1000s? It's it's so, yeah. so is it the hardware then? Yes. Also, okay. Yeah, sorry, hardware. So it's a platter. It's uh-huh. like a unit and then you have your mixer. You know, the yeah, little yeah. Look feed yeah, in, I yeah, I just I didn't know that there was a very specific model that everyone was it using. It was a real popular mm-hmm. version. It would be like uh, the C200. So would, yeah, you plug yeah, it into, would you plug it into a computer? 
No, mixer. So the computers were MIDI controllers. Um, and oh, so my first time learning to DJ, I was really lucky. I knew a, a girl that worked at the club and I was getting into it. I had a music background, like I've learned piano, learned guitar. So like I picked it up quite quick and I'm like an IT professional. So like the computer side of mm. learning the ins and outs of software is pretty quick for me. So I was like, yeah, this is pretty cool. And within like three months, I was like offered to go to a set in the club. What and club was, was like, it in Bendigo? Uh, this is Universal. Universal nightclub. Um, and Sounds be, legit. Yeah. Uni night? Like yeah, real uni, big uni is like uni the, the nickname. And yeah, it was like where the uni yeah. students would go Tuesday, Thursday nights. Um, so I rock up and I've got my laptop, my uh, MIDI controller, because I didn't know how to use CDJs. I couldn't afford them. I didn't have anyone that had them. So I'm just like to the, the resident DJ, goes, uh, DJ Roscoe, he's a super nice guy. He's this older guy. And he's just like, he's the, the night owl. He's always there um, just mixing like all night to like, the lights come on and it's scary when the lights come on at the, at the end of the night <laughs> um and uh, i'm just like dude i don't know how to use that stuff can you make this plug into that and he's just like oh yeah okay so he like takes my line out from my mixer and, and puts it into the the club i do my set and i leave um and from that the club owner was like really nice and was like all right you can come in and practice on our like our cdjs if you want from that how I'll, do like, you practice djing um, so there's this like interesting thing. People are like, you just press play, right? That's the, that's the common, mm -hmm. oh, I guess what I hear is the common, um, people's presumption of, yeah. of a, of a disc jockey in the digital age, uh, because there is sync options. Dude, uh, you've got no beat Josh and you could DJ. Mm -hmm. yeah, you Q, Q, yeah, Q, Q, and then it will find the beat. Like it's, it's I got mean, even easier. It. My brother's got something called a tractor. Yeah, and my and my bro has gone from uh, vinyl to CDJ one thousands. He had those, yeah. and and now he's got this thing. It literally has a line down the middle, and you see the beat wave with the waveform, yeah. and you see it when it hits the beat, and it always aligns with this middle bit, right? You can press sync. It will align the next yeah. track to the moment it mm -hmm. hits that beat, and so you can hit it. It will speed it up. Sorry, <laughs> it will speed it up. It's for effect. Hit it, speeds it up for effect. It was a light one. And you can hear it and you can and then you just go boom and you drop it in and you and you DJ. And so it's like it's that's the cheap it's way. It's literally that's a the fucking cheap. Way. But oh, then that, that, the tractor though, like you can actually drop out so many of the bass. There's a bit more control. It's like and so yeah, it's a weird one because people that would have gone, ah, oh, turn your eye turn your nose up at it. It's mm -hmm. now like it's now I'm just like, offering something. What else. do you think, Cam? Uh, in this using scene. Well, yeah, what's it, what Tommy's describing. Well, so, no, so, so that's I, legit. The you can do that. Yeah, yeah. So the pushback is been, because people using that, it isn't, yeah, you're not actually doing. What is the craft much. version though? What's the, what's the, if you're a crafts person and you care, what, what does that look like? Yeah. So you're um, like tapping the Q button, which is like when mm. you hold the Q button, it will like start playing the mm -hmm. song. Once you let go, it goes back to where it was cued before you press the button. So you've got mm -hmm. a scratch with the platter. Mm -hmm. um, like say you've got a, like pretend you've got like a vinyl. So it's, oh, it's, it's mimicking the old technology. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're scratching through, you're finding like the part of the song where you want to bring it in. If you've got an extended mix, a lot of club remixes will have 30 seconds or a minute of like literally just beats. So it's like the kick and the hi-hats and then like a bit of the sub will come in. And that's when DJs start to actually like mix the, the tracks okay. coming in. So you're like, oh, I've got a 15 second window. I'm gonna just scratch through to 45 seconds. I know that a minute, that's when I'm gonna like cut into the next song. So you just start tapping away with, with the Q button, mm. but you've got to like hit play yourself. If you're off a little bit, then use the side of the CDJ platter. It doesn't actually like scratch. It will like allow you to just like nudge it forwards mm. and back a little mm -hmm. bit, get the sweet spot. And then like, then your beats are aligned. 
that's granted the BPM is matched. And that's where the next part of DJing comes in. If you're using sync, it matches the BPM. That is like how many obviously beats per minute are in it. And there's that like Zac Efron movie where he's like 128 BPMs, like the rate of the human heart or something. It's like the trailer. And it got like just absolutely hammered by like every DJ. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just like, that's like the sweet spot. Um, that's just like EDM. So that's like the most common, 128. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to memorize because like pretty much every verse or segment of the song is 15 seconds. So you're going to yeah. have four in every minute. So it's What's like What's your favorite easy. beat per minute? Oh, it's around there. Like the 128, 130. Just because that's what EDM mm-hmm. sits in and that's what was the music yeah. that I was played. I was going to say what was Melbourne Bounce. Melbourne yeah. Bounce was the biggest thing back when I was DJing. What's Melbourne Bounce? Oof, you guys are in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah sorry. Right. What is what is it's it? It's just like the kick. It's uh, it's like the it's the kick bass, but the offbeat bass is usually like a really like aggressive sore synth. Um, and it was just like so in Bendigo, you called it the Melbourne beat. And there was the Melbourne, Melbourne shuffle. We just called it the beat here. No, it was <laughs> called Melbourne bounce. French here. onion soup. <laughs> onion soup. It's in known France. as that. It was the category. If you went online, people mm-hmm. overseas were searching it. It was called the Melbourne bounce. Really? Yeah, um, so Will oh, Sparks bounce, and like like he's a I don't know if he's a prodigy, but it was like he like rose from that that um, I guess genre that they all crafted. But it goes way back. Orchestrated like there's heaps of like older DJs yeah, that, yeah. That, that started this. Um, this style um but then yeah well like sparks he just like took off um mm. joe fletcher like these guys like had songs like savage was on um some of their tracks so, like it just started like, getting this like world presence because like people were just loving it like it was something new it is good it's like it's it's um, so conducive to nightclubs and yeah ray like festivals and shit i like think it also took off really well because it is that 128 bpm so it is easier to mix yeah so people like that wanted to i guess a lot of like not canning like every DJ, but there's DJs there that have like different levels of skill. Mm-hmm. So if you're just starting out, this is the, like, that's easy to mm-hmm. start out on. That's what you want to start out on. So um, it, it probably also helped. <laughs> I'm more of a 75 but beats uh, yeah. per minute guy. Going down into the hip hops there. Yeah. It's just <laughs> easier to mix, obviously. <laughs> Boom. On your what? CD what? Um, CD 1000. Yeah. What mark? Um, oh, what three, generation? four. Is, actually, it's yeah, interesting because it's testing. the the DJ stuff is similar to the camera stuff. So people that used turntables would have frowned upon CDJs oh, and things like that when they started. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then, like you look at someone like Moby or any of these old school DJs, they now use CDJs. Like yeah. they're going to a, some nightclub like where they've never people. been. They can't be yeah. fuck taking their thing. And then it's the pro- progression. So film is like now yeah, people getting medium format digital and things like that. You're using a C200 mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. some fucking expensive old camera. Yeah. And so yeah, it is. How much do you focus on? Uh, the gear versus what you're actually creating with the gear specific to filmmaking? I feel like it's a bit less because the quality aspect's not there. So filmmaking, it's like you're chasing the red or the full frame because you know that like there's an inherent benefit because of like the like the higher sensor, like 4K or whatever. Like the filmmaking, there's like the, the, inf- like the tears are right there. Mm. Um, with the DJing, it's like once you – kind of got a, a good mixer like you i guess you could do more effects the next tiers up but you could still dj well with the lower and like the audio coming out like the the um the dax and stuff built into like the units like everything's still high quality audio so you can still like create good stuff and like what i learned on you can like use a laptop grab mm. a 400 controller and still mix and have all the effects because the computer's doing the processing um that's just unreliable that's why people use Macs. that's the whole like dj's 
often have a Mac, they're running Serato or something because it's like not going to, it's just, it's like less going to crash. Yeah. I've been DJing like house parties and events. Um, like I did like weddings and stuff. Um, and it's like, it's such a, like you just sweat and bullets if you're using a Windows laptop. Really? Like I love Windows. I'm mm-hmm. a Windows user like through and through, but um, audio, it doesn't do audio well. Yeah. You they, said, um, they said Steve Jobs knew how to fucking party. <laughs> 120 beats. The, yeah. um, 128, baby. <laughs> IT professional, you described yourself before. Yeah, that's my Is job. that right? That's my career. Yeah. So you You've got a job? Yes. No, yeah. I, th- I thought YouTube was your job, to be honest. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's a nice. That's a compliment. I was going to put so much uh, Such a modern day compliment. you see me putting yeah. into it. <laughs> Isn't it? And no, so I did see, the- I did, sorry, I did see you say that you film videos at like 5 a.m., you animal. Yes, 5 a.m. Uh, I, so that is when the increase of uh, output, obviously, rose mm-hmm. um, about six months ago, probably longer now, it's been almost a year. Um, I was like trying to do stuff after like work. I was feeling like more burnt out at that point because like you'd spent like the whole day, like nine to five job. Um, try being in here. Yeah. Doing Jeez. anything when you get home. Nah, I'm joking. And 90 over there. He's, the, <laughs> nah, he's, he's a workhorse. He's actually 24-hour support for this yeah. business. He works 24 hours. It's I'd love to see you with like a headset to really? be able to take calls. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, we should make that happen. Yeah, so I was just like, What's your right, IT professional, by the way? Yeah. Like, what's- Oh, so I managed computers at a university. Um, we got like 3,000 assets under me and another guy. Um, mm-hmm. So it's hardware replacement, software managing. Um, so like an academic will say, hey, I want this piece of software in this computer lab to teach. And then we like make that happen, I guess. And so there, there is that cliche that IT professionals can be uh, quite difficult in regards to like, you know, you put through a request and they're like, yeah, I'll make that happen maybe next year or whatever. Yeah. It on- really depends on the workplace, I think. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys pretty good? Yeah. I, I would say, to be honest, they're pretty good. We have people like when you get like, I used to work on the service desk, so I did mm-hmm. that for a couple of years. Um, and you get academics that come in and they'll call up and they'll get the help and they're just like, they've just started from somewhere mm-hmm. else. And they're like, whoa, like you fixed that <laughs> then. I'm like, Yeah. What sort of software are they? At? What's yeah, the what weirdest? What's the weirdest type of software they've wanted to I'm install? Stuck on this site called. Po- um. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like it's like is there real niche stuff. niche software that like oh, an academic? I, I learned so much stuff. Oh, yeah. no, he says no. He's just yeah. That's yeah the five that's, uh, hi, oh, hi, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's, um, he's, got, he's got heartburn. I learned. I <laughs> learned, and this came out at like the perfect time. So we we're building our house, and we had a tree where we wanted to put our driveway, and it's super annoying. Estates mm. these days, they go like. Here's all the blocks and they just like plop trees randomly down the street. Mm-hmm. And if any listeners like dealt with this, you know, like the pain that it takes to try and get either in your like settlement or like with the council to move a tree. Mm-hmm. And I was on the call installing the software for this guy. And he's in this piece of software that shows you where every single tree is everywhere, how old it is from like their surveying data and it's, and like what type of tree it is, where its root system everywhere? will be. It's like everywhere. And it's I was like, like Google Maps for trees. It's just Google Maps for trees. And it's like who's logging that inside. data? It's like the like people I guess work for the council or like other people. I don't know. And I was just like, shit, I better not cut down how, this tree. How much is that because I know where it is? Uh, so how how much is that software license? Oh, I have no idea. Um, Could we get it as just the everyday consumer? It probably costs money. There's like you know like how the coronavirus is going around. There's ArcGIS, ArcGIS. Have you seen that no, that no. Um, dashboard? So some university in America. So ArcGIS, I didn't even never knew what it did. Um, we just always like 
just install this stuff. That's the crazy thing. Like I've learned how like x-ray dental software works and all these things. Like I could probably do an x-ray on someone. I'm not like Here we go. There's, to do it. There's a show. But like episode. you learn, you yeah. learn like the ins and outs of these things because mm-hmm. you're Dr. fixing Cam. it so much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, this ArcGIS, this like piece of software, I was like, what does it do? And then I just like got linked to this thing from someone and they've like mapped the world. And the, it's like that game, the app. Um, uh, uh, I know the one, Pandemic. Uh, Not pandemic, no. Yeah, so oh, come on. Plague Inc. on your phone. And it shows like on that game, like it's like where the virus is like spreading. This this portal literally shows you like how many people are infected, where they are, like how many um, deaths have there been and where everything is. For and coronavirus. I, for coronavirus. Shh. And I was just like, damn, now I know what this software does. Like it, it's like, li- it like patches in to like the live And so you're seeing, so you're having things. access to this. Anyone, you have, can, like, anyone can access to this because it was just like some private, I don't know if it's a private link, but like a link that got like shared out that this university created. So like obviously they use this piece of software to collect data geometrically um, and like give you different like running totals of things. Yeah. You're keeping like a tab of it? Yeah, I've got like bookmarked at work and it's scary. It's just like that movie, that movie um, Contagion. Oh, they're talking yeah. about like every day how much it like grows um, and you watch this thing and it shows you like because it maps it every single day and it shows mm. you the spike and the curve is just exponential. Seen the zombie movie with Brad Pitt? Which oh, well, uh, oh, World War Z. Oh, yeah. Was it? Yeah. it was yeah. sick, wasn't it? Yeah. Like it's similar tough. sort of an outbreak. Um, so you, so the 5 a.m. stuff, yeah. yeah. Yes. So I started to go, I was like, all right, I need to, to, to up my production um, output and I guess – yeah, just kind of get get the ball rolling, 5 a.m. So I was like, I'm going to start getting up at 5 a.m. each morning. And it took time. It took like probably two months to dial back from being like an 8 a.m. waker with like 10 minutes from work. So I can just jump in the car. It's like Bendigo problems. <laughs> it was, yeah, shower, jump in the car, yeah. go to work. Um, so I was like, let's dial it back. So I slowly like 15 minutes like each week. And that's why I suggested yeah. people at home. Like I've watched I watched a few things um, on like, you know, how to like self um, – <laughs> just just do this stuff by yourself and they're like don't go cold turkey on it you get sick i remember one night i was out at a, um a party it was like a business like celebrating party someone and i was like i'm gonna be committed and get up at 5 a.m and i was like sick for like the next week oh because you oh, got, no. up because I got up at 5 a.m and i was like i out. didn't respect my like body and like giving it the rest that it needed you so, said you don't drink though i don't drink did you uh, have you drank in the past? No, and that was a weird thing being a DJ. You get like um like drink pretty much cards like an unlimited bar, yeah, yeah, and like drink yeah. cards. My mates loved me from that. Because <laughs> you'd share it. <laughs> yeah. Um I uh there's a mattress here. I didn't tell you, I slept at the office last night. I saw that. Oh, really? You saw not, the mattress, not you didn't sleeping. see me sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like creeping through the windows. It's second Did story. you know this Sevs? No, you must have I, I left at eight, just yeah. before eight. You yeah, must, I came in about you, eight forty five. My marriage is all good, guys, just if you wanted to know. Well, I don't know. I saw Bruce die. Jesus. No, no, no. I came in last night because the thing about having a young child and one car and not wanting and being a tight ass, not wanting to get an Uber mm-hmm. is that I wanted, to, I wanted to come in super early to start on some work that I needed to do. 5 a.m. boy? It was earlier. Oh, actually, I started I at five. I did so, see you on before. the security camera at like early five fifteen or something like that. Yeah, and so I, I was like, "Oh, he's got new." I was like eight forty-five, and I was like, um, "Amy, can you drive me into the office?" Bodie had just gone down to bed. Oh no, we took Bodie with us. So just before he was went that, to bed, did you change the story because you realised that you'd left Bodie at home? Uh, no, so- I, no, Amy's sister was at home, and I said, "No, no, no, she, I don't want to." She 
let's not worry her about because mm-hmm. he gets up at night. Yeah, yeah. He gets up when he's going to bed. He starts coming out ten times. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Amy dropped me in and I stayed here. But I got up at like four thirty. What was it like staying at the office? It was pretty noisy actually. Really? Yeah, trains and then a garbage fucking truck about two a.m. It was crazy. Oh, no. And then the you know the the um restaurant next door and then but then in the morning it was pretty mm. fine but the first train's at like 4.45 and so anyway that's uh, that explains the mattress that explains the mattress on, but, on the tree on that tree thing with the estate oh, stuff yeah, so were you saying that you, so you you moved into a new estate yes what's the deal with your internet MBN yeah fiber to the premise to the premise yeah that's what good. is it 50 yeah. up and down no 100 oh, that's good you're paying the extra a little bit yeah pay the extra um, what's the fastest you can get 100 yeah, hit the 100. I got like 98 or 90. You're going to have like obviously packet drops, so it's not going to be like mm-hmm. the full bandwidth. But you do get four uni ID ports, so you can have theoretically, mm. if you bridge it, four, 400 down. Mm. Really? Like, I know do you think you ever do it? Up. No. <laughs> or if you're like running your own servers, I guess. I don't know if like with the legalities behind it, but you could, you know, take a NAS and host your own like web servers on a different port. Mm-hmm. So it's then it's separated from your home network and you yeah, just we, pay the yeah. your fees. So. We don't worry about that. we got Ventra IP. Yeah, hosting. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It. And so, are you, are you wanting to? They're I mean, not an ISP. You've, you've got a no, not an ISP, but the, yeah, the, the hosting bit. They can host it. Um, are you wanting to do more video production as a? Because I see your stuff. You do. You've got quality of someone who could have a video production company that mm. does just that. But then you also, I started down that route. Um, probably end of last year, mid last year. I started going to that. Um, and then I was like, uh. I can do it, but I was finding like the challenge or like the creativity in that. Um, I was like, I want something extra. So when I did that 360 video, I was like, this is really cool. Mm. So that's why I guess I was at Pause Fest to try and like link up with other VR creators. Um, I want to kind of learn that that world uh, so I continue to do what I'm already doing, um, but then try and I guess produce for businesses or um, like I guess a content in immersive content creation. So move into that because that's like the future, I guess, you know, like mm. in 10 years' time. Um, we're all watching stuff on our phones. Uh, it's going to change. Like everyone's going to have a VR headset. Mm-hmm. So you, know. you reckon? You reckon that's going to the way it's going to go? Yeah, the the it's all about accessibility. So like five years ago, virtual reality, you needed a gaming PC. You know, like mm-hmm. a three grand PC, fifteen hundred dollar headset. Today, it's already a six hundred fifty dollar standalone unit for six depth of field, which means you can walk around a room. You don't need any computer. You don't need any lighthouses. Um, so like once you're bringing down that accessibility, now grandma's going to buy it for little Jimmy at Christmas time and mm-hmm. he's going to be like living on it. He's going to show his friends. They're going to get it. Yeah, little Jimmy's this, the junkie they call and him. And this yeah. stuff just like <laughs> always in the realms. Um, from that, I guess that's where it's coming from. Mm. Do you th- from a user experience point of view, is it something that you can do for a decent portion of time without things like eye strain? Um, yeah, interesting. I did the uh, – uh, what's it called? 72 hour challenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, there's like a virtual thing in Melbourne. I'm blanking now on the name. Um, oh, the place oh, yeah, yeah. In, yeah, we got the what's flyer. Uh, flyer joint in Collingwood or? It's, if you type in VR. Um, yeah, they, yeah. Uh, Solid effort dropping zero flyers off. Zero, zero latency. latency. That's yeah, it. Yeah. That's yeah. it. I saw a guy with a t-shirt too. on around yeah, the corner. Yeah, they're yeah. just around yeah. here. Um, so I did that and afterwards um, my eyes were a bit strained, but that was probably because like it's not your own headset, so you're not able mm-hmm. to dial it perfectly in. Um, but that was like an hour of like very like high intense focus like stuff. Like you're really like looking for people and stuff. But if you're like a bit more chilled um, at home, like like one of my friends, he did like four hour stint um, 
four or six hours. And afterwards, he's like, oh, geez, am I back in the real world now? Mm. But like, mm. you can you can do a longer session. If I've you got need. to bring my Oculus. I got bought an Oculus for my 30th. What which type? is it? Go, quest, uh, go, go. I think it's a go. Go, the yeah, go? Oculus, yep. go. Yeah. Well, I'll bring it in because then we can charge not it up bad, and just. Not a bad unit. I'll probably vomit. It's no, pr- it is. No, no, you won't. It is a bit trippy. Remember really we were playing with stuff. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't played with it since we played with it about oh, really? a year and a half ago. Thanks, <laughs> Jules Lund. It was a great present, we mate. Should. <laughs> no, we should definitely. But would you yeah. buy it if I was selling it? I'd buy it. Yeah, would you? No, not the go. <laughs> it's already older. Sorry. <laughs> it's three depth of field. <laughs> uh, Cam, uh, Cam Shand on YouTube. Yeah, we want to get you at 1,000 subs. Oh, dude, what do you want? Um, you're close. Like 870? Social Blade says by the end. Start of March. Is Social so, Blade good? Should we sign up? Um, it gives you projections. They use like mm. their own AI to look at your current growth rates yeah. and then the stats of every other career. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, they couldn't predict. But Matt Diavella. That's the thing. They can't predict that. <laughs> they, that's the one thing you look at, you're like, yeah, but what if I have one big vid? And what if Matt posted one? Yeah. Exactly. The boys? It's very No, true. I think we should. Um, what's your YouTube handle? Cam Shand. Yeah. YouTube.com forward slash Cam Shand. Yep. Check it. it. Get is him up. The Subscribe. The do it. Do URL. it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yep. yeah, I've got the URL. I've got the, all of the stuff. I've got, the, I've got the domain, camshan.com. Oh, great. Right there. Put it in the um, show notes too, please. Awesome. That'd Thanks, be great. Cam. Uh, Thanks, it's a daily talk show. Uh, if you enjoy the show, give us an Apple podcast review. Uh, definitely go check out Cam Shand on YouTube. You're doing amazing content. We're really enjoying uh, watching that. Thanks, guys. Uh, otherwise, see you tomorrow, guys. See you, guys. See you.